Sing us the song of your people. Aldi, welcome to Snepisode 13 of the Where Are We podcast. I am, uh, what is it these days, guys? Uh, Striped Coyote, I think, is what <laughs> someone said my name is. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> I am Striped Coyote, and today I'm joined by Blue Wolf, Blaze, the Coffee Table of Murder, and Tiger Acolyte. Hey, guys, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Hi, <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, <laughs> hey. Is that Waffs? Uh, and for those tuning in, I I want to apologize. I know I realize that I'm totally canceled because last episode I didn't say howdy in the very beginning, and I feel like that's just wrong. It's yeah, I want to apologize for that. Unacceptable. No, I'm not a snap at all. Thank you very much, though. All right, guys. So, uh, what have you guys been up to? I I hear you went mud wrestling, Blaze. Tell us about that oh, experience. Oh yes. Well, let's start and get right down to earth, then. Literally speaking. When it gets real hot in summertime here, I really bless the place that I live because we've got nice, natural, clean, flowing rivers around that you can actually go and swim in and not die of some horrible disease. So ever since I was a kid, we've been going down to the same swimming spot on this river where there's a bike clay bank on the opposite side. And one of my favorite things to do has always been to go swimming grab a nice big old chunk of soft blue clay and just absolutely smear yourself with it. And you let it dry. And then you swim and wash it off. Come out and warm up a bit, maybe. And then rinse and repeat, if you like. Rolling in mud. I, uh, we'll skip the rolling part and make, make the two-leg side of me happy. Because the two-leg side of me is kind of bony and doesn't like rolling on rocks. <laughs> so... Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll suffice with a good mud bath smear. Feels good when it's when it dries on, starts to crack. It's kind of neat. And actually, blue clay is good for your skin if you're into that kind of you know skincare stuff. There's nothing quite like a good blue clay. I will admit that. It's nice. It's really nice. And overall, I have been pretty much gone walkabout like I do every summer. It's kind of been. I won't say a ritual for me because that's not what it is, but a tradition. Every summer, I try to spend as much time as I can possibly afford to out in the wilderness, camping, doing my thing. I use the provincial campsites because they have some conveniences, but without being, you know, too civilized. This particular campground is called Ralph River. Um, there's no running water. There's no electricity. There's no internet. It's just a pump that you get water from if you want, or the river. And you've got the mountains on one side of the of the campground. You've got a river on one side and the lake on the other. It's just a piece of paradise. So I, I, I go there on average. I try to get at least three trips a year. This year it's been five. So I, I'm doing real well. And I just, I get out there and I don't spend a whole lot of time in the campground during the day because that's when most of the normal sheeple are all hanging around being loud and noisy and, you know, being people. So I take off into bush on one of the trails or I go off to find a spot on the river or lake by myself or whatever. 
And it's unbelievable how you don't even really have to do anything special other than just be there appreciating it. And these wild places of nature are so powerful that they actually do heal the mind and heart and soul, even without barely trying. It never fails that I come back from going walkabout and I feel so much more calm, so much more stable inside. I'm not a wound up stress ball anymore. And I find it easier to take my eyes away from the past and take my eyes away from all the problems that I have from day to day and just look at the bigger picture of my whole life. It's something that you can't really do when you're immersed in the rat race. So I found out the hard way in the past by skipping my walkabout tradition for a few years, how damaging that actually was for my mental health. I Some of my worst winters of depression and suicidal thinking and what have you not were winters that I didn't bother going out camping the previous summer and didn't get that recharge in recovery time. So having learned that the hard way, I really empathize strongly with people out there that don't have access to real honest to gosh nature. It just, it makes me want to cry thinking about it. It's interesting. Uh, I've talked about mindfulness techniques and things like that in the last few episodes and being disconnected from things like electronics does give people an opportunity to become connected with the world that's around them. It's kind of hard to not live in the moment when you are living in the moment and you know i'm kind of kind of envious that you had the opportunity to go out there and do that so glad to hear that it was something that was uh, refreshing for you and it's a, a tradition that i continue to grow and strengthen and add new dimensions to it as well and eventually at some point in the future i'd like to start um, hosting howls of my own up here that are kind of based around that premise of getting reconnected Zen time with nature kind of a theme. And I know um, I've actually had a few people in Canada reach out to me and ask about like what region uh, is it Alberta where you are? BC, British Columbia. Okay. So there are some Therians out there who are looking, who would be interested in seeing some kind of HAL form. So I'll have to, um, dig a little bit more into that and um, explore that possibility. They had to boop your snoot, in other words. Yes, I'm uh, reaching out um, to to find new people and reaching out to do new things is one of my personal weaknesses. It's something that I will always struggle with for the rest of my life because of my mild autism. Anything new, even if it's something wonderful, something great, something that I chose for myself, it doesn't matter what, anything new is to some degree a little bit stressful until I get used to it. Oh, that's when I pick him up by the scruff and kind of throw him at yeah, it. Yeah, so I kind of depend on my friends to pick <laughs> me up by the scruff and drop me here and drop me there and throw someone at me. You know, that's how it has to work for me. So I yeah. a little help from my friends. <laughs> yep. So the walkabout tradition this year, I've been adding to it on a, on a spiritual dimension like never before. I mean, it's always been deep down a kind of a spiritual thing for me just being out in the bush and trying to get in deeper connection with my wolf dog self going on and just you know let go of the human thinking as much as i possibly can and this year 
up until recently, I have not been one dedicated to a specific spiritual practice. And in some ways, I kind of still aren't by some standards. But I recently, back in the fall and winter, started becoming more interested in paganism a little bit. And then in the spring, late in the spring, I discovered Druidry. And I'm now officially uh, studying Druidry. I'm in the Bardic grade at present. There's three grades to Druidry. Bardic, Bard, Ovate, and Druid. They're kind of three branches of the same tree. And one of the first things that has happened to me since I started exploring this practice is that it's nature-based, it's self-directed, there's no dogma, and right away I started recognizing things that I kind of already instinctively had been doing for years, and that naturally got me all excited and enthused. And the next thing I know, I'm starting to experience actual real success with meditation for the first time in my life. That's always been something that I've kind of struggled with and eventually learned to avoid. Because I found that if I would try to sit there and meditate, right away that makes me want to get up and pace over circles around the room like a restless dog. <laughs> I just couldn't get past that. But I'm starting to get past that now and have some real strong experiences with meditation. And it's been good for me. And it's all tied in with having the opportunity to go walk about, reconnect, and explore. So I had a few questions kind of to follow up on that. Mm -hmm. First off, I know you usually take a lot of pictures when you're on walkabouts. Are there any places online that you are sharing those for other people who may be interested in just kind of taking a glance? Um, not at present, but I, I intend to do something like that in the future. Um, I want, I, I'm going to be setting up, to, just for a small humble start, I'm going to set up uh, my DeviantArt account at last. I've been kind of procrastinating with that. I forgot all about it on the shelf. Um, in the future, I'm going to possibly be getting into digital art and graphic design and all that kind of stuff. So I may eventually put together a website of some kind that's specifically geared towards trying to get people who can't access nature, try to get them to feel like they have access to nature anyways, even if only for a few minutes. Do you feel that you meditate better out in nature rather than in like a, in your room or in a, in a house somewhere? Oh, definitely, yes. The environment around you has a lot to do with um, whether or not I succeed in, in getting into that um, altered state of consciousness, definitely. Uh, the more natural, the better. Um, even at times when there's no, where I'm, I'm doing it in my room for whatever reason, I'm focused on something natural, like one of my plants or some stones that I collected and put around my altar or something like that. You can bring little representations of nature into your home and into your life to help bridge that gap. I know that we also had some people who have uh, reached out to the Where Are We podcast for uh, uh, to connect with other spiritual Therians. So, like in that case, would if someone's interested in Druidry, would you mind if they reach out to you? That's fine with me. Um, I can't specifically share the actual material that um, the organization gives me to study. That's copyrighted and protected material. But I can most certainly talk about the things that I'm learning in a general sense. Because no 
respectful druid would ever deny answers to someone who wants to learn. Understandable. Yeah, definitely um, trying to get more interest and more active discussion about spiritual things is something that I've wanted to do ever since I found TG. See, I, I try to get more involved in spiritual things and then everybody starts yelling at me, no, Zeph, put the pelt down. <laughs> well, therein lies the problem. <laughs> well, your friends are joking. Are you sure? <laughs> wait, wait, which friends? Which I can friends? neither confirm nor deny these allegations. <laughs> oh, look, the lawyers, they're running, look. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what about the rest of you guys? You guys been up to anything fun? I have been out in the mountains a few times in the past month. When we had visitors out, we went out and checked out the site I'm planning for the Howl. Getting down in that area, I found some neat trails, some awesome huge rocks to hang out on, and just um, like Blaze was saying, getting to the spirituality of things, you feel connected out there. I feel a lot more connected up there in the mountains than I do here in, in the city, of course. I do want to point out to everyone listening that I have set dates for the Colorado Howl. Uh, it will be June of 2022, the first weekend in June, which will be uh, the 3rd through the 5th, June 2022, the 3rd through the 5th. That's the dates I've set aside for the Howl. I'd also like to pipe in from my experiences going out in nature. We've got like something of like a several square miles of nature reserve where um, about an hour out from where we live, we went out there, me and my mate. When we went out there, it, it's like nothing else, being able to just completely separate from anything and everything technological, especially sounds, you know, it's it's nothing like going to your local park where you're still gonna hear cars. If there's just nothing but the sound of nature and there's just this specific energy it gives off, I wanna say, like, and it, and you feel it and it you connect with it. I was just mentioning something like that to somebody else today that there's places that I go that are just I feel more myself I I can sit down on the rock and just feel connected and find my center and find my theory inside I can I can just be more you know for me and it's not everywhere it's a very limited number of places but I truly cherish the opportunities to go to those places and Looking forward to the, looking forward to the VA Howl, uh, as well. Thank you, Zeph, for getting all that coordinated. Um, <laughs> as best <laughs> as you can. <laughs> and uh, it should be, should be an interesting time. Looking forward to seeing some of the folks from you know two years ago and uh, some of the new faces and yeah. It'll be Just nice to... because it's going to be a uh, a majority of the people are returning this year, so we have like a core group sort of established but there are also new people coming in too so it's i think it's gonna be a fair mix too i'm kind of looking forward to it yeah it should be it should be interesting um obviously still a little bit worried about covid and everything but uh, i think that taking the stance that vaccinations required was a good thing in this case yes and yeah back to the the whole getting out into nature thing it's it's amazing I don't I don't know. Humans aren't meant to be in little boxes with electronics around them 24/7, I don't think. It's you know, I I've gone swimming a few times 
recently and it's entirely therapeutic going out walking in forests things like that like several of you are saying it's not even like i have to try to meditate in that kind of scenario it just naturally happens it's like i kind of fall into the natural groove of the world around me and i think that is part of why it's so soul refreshing for me personally so definitely looking forward to doing that for the weekend for the howl next month maybe in the midst of a thunderstorm we'll see it's that personal interaction with nature that, that that does it for a lot of us so if when you're out there you know go swimming or stick your hand or foot in the water stick your feet in the dirt touch that tree touch that rock you know the the fills the smells the sounds it just it all connects together and it, it draws you in and makes it a lot easier to slip into that meditation mindset. One of the things that I find kind of, uh, I'll use the word glorious about it, is that there's a natural curiosity and interest that I have that when I'm out in nature, just letting myself indulge in that is, again, it's very refreshing. Um, I do dumb things like go looking for bugs and... <laughs> and spiders and snakes and, and all kinds of fun stuff like i get wrapped up into it which is something you know stereotype would probably get their attention drawn by those kind of movements and things like that like it's kind of nice to let my attention wander to the places where it naturally does i think day-to-day -day life we're kind of forced to put our attention in certain areas and, and it's kind of nice to just disconnect from all of that it's also nice, I've noticed that I can't speak for you guys, maybe you can tell me if you feel this way too, or, or are this way out in nature, where you will notice stuff that the common person will not notice or will overlook. You know, like you said, the bugs, the, the, the flora, the fauna, an odd-shaped branch, an odd-shaped tree, an interesting rock, um, uh, dead things, of course, or, you know... Um, <laughs> Antlers. If you find antlers out there, that's a heck of a find too. Uh, uh, no, Absolutely. don't don't chew them until you clean them. Oh boy. Oops. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting because like daily life, uh, I'll admit I'm I'm extremely aloof with the things that other people seem to have their attention drawn to. But yeah, it's Just when, daily when life. I, yeah daily life. Yeah. Just daily life though. Uh yes, but. It's it's surprising. Some of my natural geekiness really comes out when I'm out walking around in nature too. Like it, I don't know. I'll take pictures of things and I'm really excited about it. I'm like, look at this bug. I know what it is. Here's what it does. Here's some of its. Uh, here's some of like the the personality that these kind of insects typically have, or something like that. Like most people probably really don't care, <laughs> but it it gets me super excited. Like I always think it's pretty awesome. I agree, Storm. I, I, I've tried so many times to take sketch pads or my cameras and stuff like that just to capture those perspectives that you, you notice and then you kind of get the the outcome of it and you're looking it's like, this doesn't do it justice. It, it, it's missing the spirit of it and that's always been a frustration for me but something I keep working on. And every now and then, you know, I especially photography wise i i find that one picture out of probably 200 that's like yes this is it 
you just have to maneuver so the sunlight is beaming down onto the object. It'll be okay. <laughs> uh, I get frustrated because that's one thing. Uh, like I, I would love to capture these moments. Uh, sometimes my memory is not the greatest with some of these things, so I like taking pictures and stuff like that. I do not have a photographer's eye at all, but like my mate constantly going around taking like extremely, I don't know, almost like professional pictures. And it's like, damn it. I wish I could do that too. And it takes a certain amount of uh, active experience. And after a while, you kind of start to get a feel for what's going to translate into a picture and what won't. One of my favorite things lately to try photographing is reflections. It's really hard to get a good one where you, you can't really tell if you're looking what you're looking at, period, because the water is so still and so clear. But if you get a really good picture of a really good reflection and then you flip it around 180, it kind of looks like an entrance into the spirit world kind of a feeling. It's it captures some of that mysterious essence of the of the actual experience of sitting there by the water watching the reflections watching light shimmering on the bank and shimmering on the leaves around the bank and stuff like that it's just it's something that you can't capture in a picture or even a video i need to find the picture but uh uh, shoot probably over 10 years ago i was out on a canoeing trip and found a tree that was like in the middle of a swamp the way like you're describing the surface of the water was mirror like so the tree reflection it just looked like it was expanding out up and down you could have flipped it around and not quite been sure what was water what was sky yeah i know i uh i'm kind of bad at taking photos myself i don't really have the eye as well as being there in person to just appreciate what you're seeing what you're experiencing pictures just don't do that justice I think it's kind of interesting because I mentioned my thing of possible memory with stuff, but I I think in the past I used to be so concerned about trying to take pictures of every moment that it took me, it it kind of took me out of actually existing in that moment. And that's why I don't remember it quite as well. Like I relied on the pictures for it rather than the actual experience. And I don't know, I've kind of, I am glad that I've gotten away from that some, but it, it still would be nice to be able to take some nice pictures for once. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've been through that phase because photography is one of the things I kind of do amateurly. I've got a number of cameras here that I enjoy working with. Uh, but what I've got to the point of trying to capture is a moment, you know, capture the spirit of the moment where people don't even realize you're taking the photo because that's where the, the magic is or whatever it, it, you're doing. It, it doesn't realize it's the subject. And to me, when you capture those brief fleeting moments, it tells such a great story in a picture. But the problem is that, especially people, if they see a camera pulled out, they want to pose. If you're out in the woods and, you know, you're not being adequately quiet and, you know, something comes along the way, then it notices you and it's focused on you. So you don't want that. And and then telling the story, even like, yeah, I've tried to do like trail stories of progression through trails and things like that it, it's hard to, to do those adequately in my opinion but uh, yeah for me it's it is always about capturing that honest moment that you've just melted into the background and you're hiding in the bushes and therefore you're able to capture the truth of what you see 
and so much more so it gets told that picture at that point i'm gonna have to bug you with the howl now and just like hey blue pose <laughs> and smile for the camera i've had an experience that has stuck with me all these years back when i lived in phoenix arizona i uh did a lot of hiking along the mountains in the area and all around the city one of them one of my favorites was thunderbird mountain they had a bunch of trails up there that wound around each other and at one point there's this amphitheater you know on the side of the mountain so i find my way there and i'm sitting there in one of the seats and i look down and i see this message scrawled on the rock it says pictures fade away and that got me to thinking and it's something that stuck with me all these years yeah pictures themselves they'll fade or they won't last forever or the data will get corrupted or you'll lose it or something but it's the memory that you build in that moment that will stick with you for the rest of your life it's very true absolutely that's why we we try to bring our pup to live the experience more than get things i'd rather spend my money on you know uh, an exciting trip or something like that than not and that memory is what's going to remain and you know, especially when they're young they're not going to remember everything but they're going to remember the big things and those trips really kind of constitute the big things anyone else got life stuff they want to talk about oh i do anybody else first i'm just living the uh the work situation and then the current class that i'm taking is uh exhausting it should be easy for me considering it's what i've been doing in essence for 20 some odd years now professionally but you bring it to a different level and a different angle and it gets a bit more complicated and there's just a lot of uh, a lot of school work that they expect done on top of that so doing okay not not a problem with that um not as bitter as the last class yes i'm still bitter about that overall enjoying that it's it's been a good course working with the team as well on some project related stuff which has been interesting got a good group of good group of fellows and uh enjoying working with them and really more so just kind of that's been my life it's it's work school and filling in gaps of life and taking a few side trips here around the state and just uh you know doing my martial arts and still recovering from my ankle injury from the spring you and your joints you know <laughs> anyways <laughs> pinching the bridge of my nose again because of you oh uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't yeah. pinch it off so it's interesting because uh, discussions of for, uh, I can relate to your stories and to Blaze's stories because you know Blaze with his playing in mud and you trying to fill in gaps with your life you, you've seen the picture you know where this is going probably <laughs> So I've been digging ditches in my house, trying to make the basement not flood. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's been my life lately, is trying to make my house not flood. So it's kind of interesting, you know, storm collar, all the rain. Hey, this is on you. I'm over at the west side of the states. Uh, or the central side of the states. You're not really the west. west. No, no, no. Well, you're in the mountains, but... It, that's more central. Badger, you're not you on the, the west plains. side. He's got mountains too. Don't make me do a howl by. I mean, you get you guys got pot and everything, but California, Oregon, and Washington are very, very distinct cultures. Well, you have a point there. Oh yeah, but so I think since last time we 
recorded, I've started doing leather working. I don't think I was doing that back then. Maybe I was it's making a sure. cod piece. I am making a cod piece, and it's going to actually like the front of it is going to be the the head of a cod. So well, I'm not sure it was going to be that. the head of a tiger. No, it's it's going to be a cod piece. It's not a proper pun if it's a tiger. I could come up with other other appropriate things, but we'll we'll get canceled. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm certainly looking forward to like our our drum circle at the Howl next month because I'll be wearing that cod piece and the the coyote pelt and yeah, it just seems like it's going to be a good time. I am still bringing so much to purify that area. <laughs> you <laughs> know, be a Seth, smoke screen. <laughs> an unemployed jester is nobody's fool. <laughs> but I'm. So yeah. Going on that, uh, there are a few things community-wise that I wanted to bring up. And the first one, it is coming up to the time where we usually do Sketch Timber stuff. For those of you who aren't in the loop, uh, usually on Therian Guide, I try to get everyone psyched up to encourage each other to take the month and practice artistic skills on the daily, more or less. So the premise of Sketch Timber is to it's not about your personal skill per se it's about getting practice and trying building camaraderie networking with other people that kind of thing so if you are interested in helping out with this kind of thing in your part of the community feel free to reach out to us i'd like to make this kind of spread across the community as much as it can because again it's all of the weird shit that we've been through 2020 2021 like people need things that are positive people need things that are fun and i think sketch timber is the perfect opportunity for something like that those of you who are already in artistic circles probably are aware of inktober this is meant to be like a inktober light where if you're not at quite as skilled and you don't want to do things that are permanent you can take it kind of easy on yourself but uh it's a good opportunity to i don't know just learn a new skill in this case, this year, I am probably going to continue doing my leather work, but also going to start doing, I don't know if I'm going to do digital or not, but uh, I'm going to try to test myself in a few different uh, a few different ways. So kind of give that a shot if you're interested. Please say the tester with tasers. I can uh, certainly try to contribute a few pieces this year. I did last year. I did all pencil sketches for Sketch September last year. And I've got this set of inks that I have been wanting to start playing around with a little more and experimenting with. Nice. So maybe I'll pull those out and use Sketch Timber as an excuse to start throwing ink at pieces of paper and seeing what kind of strange images come out of it. Yeah, and though I call it Sketch Timber, it's not necessarily limited to sketching. We've had people do photography, we've had people do painting. It's just a name. Uh, it's more about the, the the principle of it, trying to get out there and uh, learn new things, encourage other people to do new things too. It always surprises me because we have like people who don't show their artistic talents, and then they see everyone else diving into it, and then you see amazing like sketches, photography. It's it's crazy. And oftentimes the artists themselves will devalue their own work and it makes you want to cry. It's like, no, you're awesome. Why don't you do this more? Do it more. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, and I'm not sure if it's just the generalized anxiety that's kind of rampant through the community or what. But... Well, there's, uh, there's kind of a stigma. I hate to say it, but there's kind of a stigma around the whole pursuit of art in general. 
and that it's a frivolous waste of time. I know I kind of unknowingly fell for that stigma in not making creativity a priority in my life. And now that I'm 40, I'm frankly regretting that and I'm trying to make amends. So uh, exercises that encourage you to practice raw creativity of any kind are, are a good skill builder. Definitely. No, Seth, I am not bringing a cake to the howl. <laughs> you have to. That that cake was art in and of itself. I'm not bringing a cake to the howl. Yeah, I know you're not bringing a cake to the howl. You're going to make one when you're there. <laughs> oh, God, that, that reminds me of, um, yeah, some sort of different. But the one year Therianthropy Day and Wolfadute fell on the same day. <laughs> We baked a a cake that had a wolf howling at the moon. Anyway. Best thing you ever made. <laughs> it actually was pretty legit. So, but yeah, so as Blaze was saying, like he might post some stuff to DeviantArt. Like I'm trying to get back in the groove of posting things on my DeviantArt too. I kind of forget it exists. Uh, Therian Guide has its own page. So I'm going to try to funnel in whoever wants to submit and as a member of Therian Guide trying to get them to submit there we're going to try to get whoever wants their artwork shown to the community uh broadcast in other ways too and we're looking for other ideas basically you know how do we make this more fun how do we help people network across the community basically i know a bunch of us are tired of like the bullshit tribalism and drama that's been going on so let's like take the opportunity to kind of turn things around and have a little bit of fun sounds like fun you're canceled uh, I am again, probably. Yeah, actually, I was canceled again. So, <laughs> like a week ago, I think. Why am I not surprised? Anyway, and I'm not. I actually really don't want to know because I don't at this point. Don't let that stop you. Keep on keeping on, man. Yeah, just yeah, just so the TLDR there. That was a badge of honor these days. It does, yeah, just don't, don't, <laughs> don't be an asshole to other people in the community. Just don't. And this cancel culture shit, just let it roll. Like, I don't know. It's done. Like Bill and Ted said, be excellent to each other. Uh, yes. Now, see, I thought that was just Barracks' wisdom. I didn't realize that was Bill and Ted. Yep, that was Bill and Ted. Wow, that was Keanu Reeves at, Keanu Reeves at his best. Yep, I know people who would uh, who would say that that was just shots fired right there, Blue. But great, Damn we're getting canceled on that we're, now we're too. Canceled. We can't. Can we? Can we go like two minutes without getting canceled? No, I'm gonna say no. Yeah, uh, no. Yeah, no. On the subject of things like community-wise and things that I'd like to promote, uh, First Science has come out with their 2021 survey. I will provide a link in the description of this episode when it's out there. Basically, if you type in First Science survey, I, I want to say it just pops up pretty quickly in Google, but you are looking for study 10. Uh, you can get a $25 gift card if you participate in it, but you can opt out of that. So this survey is looking for participants who are 18 years and older and those who self-identify as a furry. I'm going to clarify, this does not mean that if you are a Therian who is a furry, you can't take it. That's not what it's saying. If you identify as a furry, 
take the survey. They need the extra data points, so go for it. If you are a Therian who does not identify as a furry, I would kind of encourage you to not take it. Again, it's fur science. They're kind of doing their science for furries. It's the thing. Reading specifically from the first page of the survey, it is a... Specifically, we are exploring questions about furry and persona identity, gender, relationships, race, sexual orientation, conflict, generational differences, authenticity, bullying, the functions of fandom, and leisure activities. If you are a member of the Therian community and you have been paying any attention, you will realize that these things are very hot topics in our community too. They've caused a lot of division, there's a lot of misunderstanding, there's a lot of confusion, a lot of miscommunication. So this is why I think it's critical that if you do identify as a furry, please give them your data points. Uh, be as honest as possible with the survey. Don't you know ask your friends what they're answering and so on and so forth. Be as genuine as possible for this. I, I think it's very, it's imperative that we start getting more information set in stone. We need to see what observable trends there are within the furry community and also the Therian community, I think, I don't know, maybe taking this will help you kind of think about who the members of the community are around you and what kind of things you may need to take into perspective as you continue to form relationships. And I think I'd like to point out about not just this study, but about studies like this in general, is that these kinds of things are very very much critical in shaping the future of how outsiders perceive our community and members of our community because as F was just saying the more concise verifiable information there is out there to be had that is not divisive in nature the better we need this foundation that is recognizable and functional not only for members of our community but for those outside of the community that we wish to relate with. And participating in studies like this wherever appropriate, it's really, really helpful in trying to build up that knowledge base for science. And I would encourage everyone, if you have the opportunity to, or you have the acumen to, read their papers. They are psychological papers. They are somewhat dense. Um, but there is a lot of interesting information in there, and they do do a lot of comparisons against kind of the standard population distribution. And you do see some interesting skews of the data as a result. It's not for everybody, and if you try the first one, you're like, wow, this is dry as, well, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. don't feel alone. Um, it is. You know, for me, I actually enjoy it. Uh, you know, reading some of those uh, those papers and Sadly, I've gotten into reading legal briefs, too, and don't ask me why. That's just kind of a twisted way to th look at things. But there's a lot of interesting information and perspective in it, if you can get through it. And again, if you've paid any attention to the theory and community antics this last year or so, a particular survey that went around, there were a lot of people that were screaming that uh, certain attributes should be shunned from the community and well a survey went around and pretty much proved that doing so would ostracize a huge chunk of the community having these solid set data points helps kind of it helps the community see where it needs to support itself what are things that we're not taking into consideration that we really should 
how are our interactions uh, impacting those around us? It, it's important to learn about these things. It has a grounding effect, is what you're basically saying. Yes, uh, but also, you know, I think another way to put it is it proves that the loudest voice in the room is not always right. Yeah, that's another important point. The popular opinion isn't necessarily correct. It's just a popular opinion. Precisely. And sometimes we do need those hard set data points to kind of show that and basically be like, eh, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> there goes our cancellation again. I was just going to say that. <laughs> well, our lawyer is twitching. I think our lawyer is oh, dead. No, no. <laughs> it's, have to replace it's the extra one. coffee beans. No, we're going through like a lawyer a week these days. It's pretty bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess actually, uh, while I'm on there, I don't know if on this podcast I've mentioned it before. I think they let me uh, one moment, please. Don't you dare get us into sponsorship matters. So never mind. Scratch that. I, I don't want to hear the word scratch. Uh, he's he's got claw issues. A, a day outside digging a ditch under the sun. I am like, I I I don't know. Super super chalky goth white. But now I'm not. I'm lobster red and itchy all over, and mosquitoes bit me, and that makes me more itchy. And it's just not. I think I've got the mange. Here's what you do: you cut out duct tape stripes and put them all <laughs> over. Go out there shirtless, start digging with your duct tape stripes, and then you, really you can be more tiger. Like this. I am so letting his mate know that. <laughs> I laugh now, but who knows what could happen to me when I attend to Al someday. So, DA, I was gonna say, as as the as the white as the white tiger who's here, how do you feel about this? Excuse you. <laughs> Shots fired again. You know how I feel about that? No. <laughs> well, I mean, you are the lesser tiger in his mind. Well, excuse me. Some what? of us are less fluff and derp and more substance. No, he, he, you can't handle your vodka like he can. I'm. No, I can handle my heat better than he can. You're in heat? Oh boy. <laughs> Watch as the train derail. I'm going to pour myself another drink and sit back and watch this fun. <laughs> See, this We're is gonna the have tea a, everybody wants. going to have an epic rap battle of history between us. That would be awesome. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh dog! It must happen now. I've, I've, so I've, I've actually participated in something like that in threads before, and it's, it's really, it's horrible. It's, it's every bit as bad as you would imagine. <laughs> Anyways, TA. No. 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 What? He's pulling a cat. No. no. Well, um, to be honest, um, my brain completely blanked out and has made no connection with what you were tying me into. <laughs> Defense mechanism. Brain zoomies. No, originally. How do you feel about that, TA? What, like what? Oh, uh, uh, being a, a a white tiger with stripes. I, I think you, you and I both know that this information <laughs> is decidedly false. On many accounts, I have proven it false, and I think thou dost thou protesteth too much. Moomow. Ooh, Shakespeare. Oh. 
that's the table's turn. <laughs> we secretly replaced your cat litter with Folger's coffee crystals. How do you feel oh, about no. that? Uh, it's, a, it's a little rough. This, the, the, we're still doing coffee jokes. This, this whole script is ruined. You're the Damn one that started it with those damn runes. <laughs> I uh, th that video is amazing. I need to try that. Um, so basically, what I what I did was I stumbled across a a video today about how to make resin runes using used coffee grounds, and it just went downhill from there. Like it's been a, it's been. A, I'm sorry, Badger, for everything. I'm not. Near the mic. Fortune telling will never be the same. So yeah, I'm hoping that uh, sometime in the next month, and we haven't really figured this out yet, but like during the HAL, I would like to get the HAL attendees to kind of uh, record a little bit, basically saying what their experience is like. So well, that'll be fine. I usually forget to do these things, but hopefully that'll work out. Are you bringing the laptop? Uh, yes, I think so. We should have power, I think. Okay. And audacity. I don't think we're going to... Yeah, well, yes, it'll be a thing. Well, we can we can splice something together. Yes. Even if we try to do, like, a partial recording there. Yep. Hopefully so. But we'll see. Maybe, maybe not. One thing that I've th pondered about Hal's is a lot of us have, like, items. Like, I have the 2x4, you have the pumpkin that we'll have people sign that attend the howl as kind of a, a a token of the howl that these people were here this year. Um, I've thought about other people bringing like little tokens to howls or something or what else we can do to um, celebrate the howl, so to speak. I think it's a good idea because it's something tangible that helps remind us of those tangible connect connections that we've made like those real life connections those in-person muzzle to muzzle kind of things uh, uh, maybe that sounds maybe that sounds too close <laughs> it's those those kind of traditions that can evolve and change over time and become defining elements of the community so it's always fun to watch those things be added and subtracted and watch as they grow and change i really enjoyed the the cosmic two by four story and how that ended up becoming a kind of part of the heritage so to speak of our group by the way badger when are you gonna get the coyotes back on here anyways uh i don't know honestly i don't know that was an entertaining episode yes yes it was well it always is with coyotes around the more the merrier you You're said excluded. that you sounded injured when you said that, and that is so <laughs> fitting. Wow. Like he just rolled down a cliff injured. Ow, ow, Been ow. there, done that. Surf the boulder down the mountain. <laughs> oh, we need to find like a uh, one of those metal bin things. <laughs> Roll somebody down the hill on the wow. <laughs> no. No. No, no. Oh, the lawyer shaking his head and mouthing no. <laughs> so, so far, I don't know. I need to figure out what I want to do this year as that kind of thing. Because, yeah, we do have the pumpkin. Last year was actually the uh, the drum rim. So, for each Virginia Howl, it's been something different. We don't have, like, a, a specific item. 
given that we're we're thinking about a fire pit, there should be something like around that. Something will reveal yeah, it's itself, no probably doubt. Probably going to be me catching fire somehow. That's wonderful. Thanks. Yeah, then we turn all signs off. <laughs> Sign is cast. <laughs> <sighs> that is pretty cool, though. Actually, um, so I guess a lot of you wouldn't know this, but for this year, kind of what we're doing. So we're not going to Shenandoah National Park. We are going to someone's. It's going to be private property this year. And since there are less fees associated with everything that's going on, the the site owners have basically said, hey, you know, if you guys wouldn't mind doing something to help enrich the land around, that would be kind of what we would want in turn for letting you guys stay here and host this thing. So we will actually be uh, making a fire pit, like a, a full-fledged fire pit kind of thing, and that's going to be our, our contribution to that site area. So that's pretty cool. So it's not, it's not like there's something that everyone can take away from that specifically, but it's kind of cool because everyone will still be leaving their mark there. That is cool. I, I like that. I like that too. And it kind of ties in with the backcountry etiquette and that you should always leave a place better than how you found it. Precisely. I have thought about um, getting like little tokens made or something that I can hand out to, to people that come to the how, like little plastic 3D printed tokens or whatnot. Oh, cool. Well, see, like now that I'm doing some leather working stuff, I thought about like, uh, would I be able to make keychains or something like that for people? But there's an idea. That's like, I don't know if I should try to make them customized or just make like a general yay hell kind of thing. And then I'm like, oh, God, that's going to be a lot of work. Not to be the hated voice of reason, but that's a hell of a lot of work. Yeah. Or I could just host a workshop and make people make them themselves. There you go. <laughs> That's an idea right there because it'll get them involved in the making of something where they can put part of their energy into making a piece of memorabilia. I feel Legation. like I feel like Blue did this but better last Hal. Well, I, I kinda did it. The problem was getting everyone to actually you know, pay attention, so I ended up off on my own starting it and then people were like, oh, what? what's he doing? Uh yeah, well, yes, cats hurting hurting it, it literally was hurting cats though uh yes one of the howls we had out in utah years back uh someone brought a bunch of like you said you made the drums right correct we someone brought a bunch of flute kits where we could make our own uh wooden flutes oh nice yeah, yeah it, it was pretty nice it was a neat little project to make this one time at Hal Camp. <laughs> Ow. I don't want to know what you Ow. put where. The lawyer is making a lot of gestures. Oh, oh no, that's just rude. The people that listen to this are they're too young for that reference. But then there's a lot of people out there face palming right now. Oh yes. Or I think I hear a couple of coyotes yipping. It's, it's <laughs> it, he's right beside me. Are we start? Are we starting to get that dear badgie vibe going on here now? Dear I'm badgie, ready. Why, why does it hurt? Why does it burn so much? Bear spray. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, we, do we want to transition to that, or does anyone else have anything else? Whoosh, 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 whoosh! Magic sounds. Okay. So now for some ear murder. Oh jeez. 
Now for our segment, Dear Badgie, Striped Perspectives on Spotted Questions. This one comes from Buffalo on Crossroads, who asks, Dear Badgie, should I wear my tail inside or outside of my clothing? Well, Buffalo, that is entirely your preference. However, I will warn you. If you wear it on the inside and you start wagging your tail and you've got pocket change, you just made shrapnel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. I feel like if you wear it on the inside, you're, you're kind of subjecting yourself to like a stop check. Easy way of emptying your pockets. Sounds almost like a, some kind of bizarre torture device. <laughs> If it's denim, yes. Oh, oh, starts to squirm just thinking about. Oh, <laughs> cats have it easy. You don't wag your tail every time something amuses you. Oh, we flick it every time something pisses us off. That's worse. And everything pisses them off. <laughs> exactly. Wow, Tiger, your pants has Tourette's. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now, how would a kitsune answer that question? How many pairs of pants are they wearing? (laughs) (laughs) One pair for each tail. It's like each tail has its own pant. And on that note, I'd say we ramp it up. Okay, thanks. Bye.